Welcome to the Manifesting Doll Podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from No Diet Babe. I'm a spiritual mindset coach and weight loss expert. If you are a spiritual babe wanting to up-level your life around your body, health, wellness, spirituality, law of attraction and manifestation, then this is the podcast for you. I'm here to give you the tools, teachings, and strategies to manifest the body and life of your dreams. As spiritual babes, we know to focus on love as opposed to fear. So get ready to learn how to implement spiritual teachings to weight loss, wellness, and your daily life coming from a place of love and abundance. This is a celebration of how we can shift our inner perception of ourselves and watch our outer selves shift. You can become the best version of yourself and I'm here to help. Hey babes, welcome to the Manifesting Doll podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from NoDietBabe.com and today I have a former client here with me to talk about her transformation with my coaching and courses. Her name is Grace, so I'd love to welcome Grace to the podcast. Hi Grace. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and talking about your journey with uh, my coaching and my courses. So it'll be super exciting for my listeners to hear about your transformation. Um, So I want to talk about all of that, your whole journey, so that you can inspire others to transform with their mindset and psychology and law of attraction and their weight. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your story and what it was like before doing that coaching with me and when that was. Yeah. So um, yeah, firstly, I'm so honored to be here. And um, yeah, this is like so great to be having this conversation. Um, And my like journey around like your work and things like that and working together like I remember listening to your podcast and coming across it It it's one of the first things I came across like to do with your work and I remember just like listening to it and it just resonated so much like it spoke to me so much and that was at a time where like my life was so like just a completely different reality from what it is now like I really struggled my whole life in my relationship to food. Um, And there were, you know, many aspects as to why that was. And we obviously worked through like all of that. Um, But like, it was just such an immense struggle. Like I felt really afraid of food. I was really afraid of food my whole life. I was afraid of eating. Um, I really struggled with binge eating. Um, I really struggled with being able to stabilize my weight my weight would fluctuate a good like 10 kilos or so. And it just like the level of instability used to cause immense like anxiety for me and just the amount of brain space and energy it would take up for me in my daily life was like, oh, I couldn't imagine still struggling with it, but that was the way I lived. And that was the way things developed for me, like through my whole life and into my you know, adult life. And I know that so many people still feel that way and like are struggling with that. Um, And yeah, it's just like, it was so hard. (laughs) 
Mm, Absolutely. And I'm sure lots of people relate and I can relate to when I struggled with those issues. And yeah, like it really takes up so much of that brain space. So what specific problem were you trying to solve when you came to me? Yeah. So when I came to you, I was really struggling with like binge eating and not being able to lose any weight and not being able to like stick to a diet, like quote unquote, like I was just at a point where I had done such like extreme dieting for so long and Mm -hmm. my body just wasn't going to comply anymore. Mm -hmm. So the binge eating was like really out of control and like my mental health was really not in a good place because I felt like I was failing and like there was something wrong with who I was and that I just couldn't get my shit together. And, um, and yeah, it was just like, for me, it felt like, um, like one of my rock bottoms. I just felt like I had no way out and nowhere to turn. And I'd like gained 10 kilos at that point And it just felt like. Which is over 20 no- pounds for our. Over 20 pounds for our US listeners. <laughs> yes, we're yeah. two Aussie, Aussie girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd gained that amount of weight um, over the space of like six months to a year or something like that. Um, Which and- is devastating when your clothes don't fit and you, yes. you and um, a lot of the stuff that came up for me and, and my clients is like seeing people and being ashamed that they'll they'll know that you've gained weight. Oh my god, yes. And like at this point for me, like I'm a professional dancer and performer and um I was like 7 years into my career at that point um and at this time I decided to take like 12 months off just to spend time with family. Um I'd been overseas for 7 years and um I just wanted to like take a year off and like pause for a moment, have some time at home. And then I had other career goals that I was going to be moving into after that. Um, And it just felt really aligned for me to just, you know, take this 12 months off. And so exactly what you're talking about, like people who saw me when I got home at the size that I was, and then who saw me again, six months later, and I gained 10 kilos, 20 pounds and not out of like, obviously not out of wanting to. And I know that's something when you're really struggling with that dieting headspace, like you think, well, I thought that people would think that I was just like lazy or out of control. And I had people say to me, oh, you've let yourself go a bit. And it was devastating because it could like, I was being so strict on myself, like behind closed doors. And I was, I did so many fucking diets in that time. Like it, it is soul crushing. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm so happy that we're talking about that because I think um, that's a huge thing that, you know, when you go to sign up for a, a weight loss challenge, like it's not really spoken about. It's not really, you know, people's insecurities about what other people think when they step into a gym or how hard that is on people to leave the house if you've gained weight. Absolutely. Like I remember it, it, it's devastating for how you feel like you can socialize and connect with people. Like I remember just wanting to isolate more and more and more and more. And I just kept living that like 
horrible like twilight zone of I just let me lose five kilos before I go out and see people again just let me get some of this weight off before I show my face yeah and like yeah and that's just devastating like that is not any way to live and absolutely not and it makes usually makes the problem worse as as exactly it completely exacerbates like your emotional relationship with food if if that's something that you don't know how to like clean up yet or manifest differently yet that was definitely the case for me yeah exactly yeah and so what kind of obviously we talked about you used to do dieting in a very strict way um which I'm sure others can relate to you've tried all the fad diets <laughs> you know we've all been there done that you've tried you know low calorie low carb oh God, yeah. like all of them <laughs> um have a little bit of like just a little bit of a chat about you know, the types of diets that you went on and how they just kind of created what we call that dieting trauma? Yeah, for me, it was definitely like the low carb and the low calorie stuff was the main thing. Um, And it was just in general, like this um, belief system I had that like food wasn't safe and it actually like it wasn't okay to eat like I was really and that it would make you gain weight right yeah that like (laughs) eating point blank would make me gain weight and and yeah Yeah. that made you gain weight oh my god like it got to the point where I was like and I know you remember this because I remember us talking about it but I was trying to eat like those like konjac noodles and just like veggies like that's like, I was trying to not consume basically any energy, like any yeah. food with any actual like nutritional energetic value to it because yeah. I just thought that I was just so desperate to like lose the weight because when you when you are a bigger size than what you feel you like want to be and deep down you you feel like is truly aligned for you like it's so awful living in that reality and like not that size is everything either because I think you can be like so happy and so aligned with yourself at all different sizes and beauty is in all different sizes so like I'm not talking about that mm-hmm. but for myself I just felt so far away mm-hmm. from who i felt like I really was Mm -hmm. um and that was just so painful as well and and like the satisfaction piece around food it's like that's just so important but things had gotten to a point in my life like just with my belief systems as I grew up around food and like what I saw modeled around me and stuff a lot and then um yeah, just like there are so many aspects that contribute to it that are so individual for each person. Um, But like I trained myself out of like feeling that satisfaction is normal, like a huge piece for me that helped me like loosen up a lot of my stuff around food was like, okay, if somebody needs to sleep six hours a night, that's fine. If somebody else needs to to sleep like eight hours or nine hours a night, that's fine. Like we don't judge anyone for that or for those differences, but you need to feel satisfied in your sleep. You need to feel like you've had enough rest, right. To function well during the day. Like it's exactly the same with food, whatever your like metabolism intake, whatever it is, that's like 
works for you is aligned for you makes you thrive like there's no judgment in it but people who see people eating like large portions or whatever like there's so much judgment flying around about what people eat how much people eat and it's so ridiculous yeah you're just meant to feel satisfied (laughs) and obviously there's a lot that can go into that to, to align you with that kind of thing but like you're supposed to feel satisfied just like you're supposed to get enough sleep at night and I was just like on a completely different planet than thinking about it in that way and that affected me hugely yeah you were very like I remember obviously this was the end of 2019 beginning of 2020 and um I do remember you like pretty much every other person out there that I've worked with that is is interested in this work they're locked into certain um beliefs around food and certain beliefs around weight that are normalized and um what I love about you is that you were so open to this approach and open to believing things that normal people wouldn't believe (laughs) yeah Um, but before we go into that I do want to ask you you know um I do know that you did do some work, some healing work with your relationship to food a little bit before working with me. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I did do. um, Yeah, the difference between, you know, the stages that you had to go through before working with me and what made you feel more ready to um, finally stop that diet that yo-yo dieting cycle and um you know decide to prioritize your mindset and also a little bit about how healing the relationship to food sometimes is approached from an anti-dieting perspective and how you 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 know with working with me we were able to make a different a, a different idea around that yeah yeah um so yeah earlier on like a a few years um probably about four years or so before working with you I um did do like a group coaching program that was like profound and important for me at that point in time it was the first time I'd sort of come across a coach or somebody who was talking about like the universe and like metaphysical principles and how to help you move through like a disordered eating relationship with food um so that that was really important for me and I did really like um like immerse myself in that because that was at a point where like my relationship with food was just like really really like bad at that point um and that was uh an important sort of turning point for me in that I got to receive some like really important and really like loving help around that. Um, But what like an important piece that was just missing for me was that it's okay to feel like you're meant to be like a slim person and you really genuinely desire to be a slim person. Like, and I know we worked on this a lot for me as well. Like, yes, that you can have certain ego projections around what you think being slim will give you or change for you in your life. And it's really important to address those and clean that up and, and not make sure that that's not like 
operating for you in your belief yeah. system um because obviously all that stuff's like sort of misalignment well it is misalignment and it's not yeah. tasting the truth but deep down like I've always had this feeling that um I'm naturally a slim person and it's always just been like a genuine heart's desire of mine you know so when I did like some previous like coaching and and work around it it the um it was just sort of like the feeling that I was getting and things was like it's not okay to want to be slim like that's still quote-unquote eating disorder thinking or um unhealthy thoughts and like it's obviously just really nuanced for each person it really depends where you're at and only you know what feels like a genuine heart's desire that's in that like vibrational resonance for you of something that you truly desire and is right for you or is out of misalignment kind of thing but I just felt like it split my energy a lot because I was like, I don't want to struggle with food anymore, but I also don't want to just like, you know, it be wronged that I want to be yeah, slim. Like, like <laughs> you didn't want to give up on losing weight. It's like, yeah, it's that thing of like you accept your body, but then people get stuck there because they're like, well, I don't want to accept my body because I want to lose weight as well. And I taught you how to do both basically, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's like both is available and yeah. in a way where you thrive, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah. And so when I came across you, I think what was so like, like the magic for me was that like I've, I've lived my whole life, like manifesting my life. And there are so many areas where I feel confident in it. And I feel like, um, I know what I'm doing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when I came across you, it was like, you had that around food and weight. And it was just like, so magnetic. And it was just like, wow. And I was really completely open to your approach because I felt like I tried everything I could possibly try before yeah. that. And yeah. I had so much dieting trauma and exhaustion and again, felt so split in my energy around so much kind of, you know, rhetoric around like, it's not okay to desire to be slim. You mm. know, that's like an unhealthy belief system or things like that. Or like, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all so that when I, desire yeah. is bad and like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when I came across you, it was just like you were embodying exactly what I wanted in my life. Like you were free. You, you, you didn't obsess about food and you, you know, you went and had nights out and drank and went to beautiful dinners and like just lived your life. You know what I mean? And you like you're so slim and beautiful. And I just remember thinking like, wow, like this, like Barbara really has what I want. And she's found a way to like manifest all of those things together. And she is so free in her life and is focused on other things. Like she's clearly not obsessing about food and weight and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you were just like so embodied, like some of the greatest advice I've ever received in my life is from my mom. And she said, if you want something, find someone who has exactly what you want and ask them how they did it. And that was just like, yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened when I came across you. (laughs) Exactly. And look at 
you know, what you've been able to achieve and what I really admire about you is your dedication. Um, you know, you, you obviously like, um, worked with me and, um, you've done Emerge and the Academy and the Subliminals, which we'll talk about that as well, but you really dedicated yourself to the work and tell us a little bit more about, you know, that process and monitoring your thoughts and implementing the work that you did with me. Like how, how much of a process was that and how long did all of that take you? Yeah. I remember it just being, um, it was just like the biggest light bulb going off when you explained to me about how to actually be aware of what my thoughts and what my emotions, like what my emotional vibration was doing around food and weight and my belief in myself in that way. Like, and I'm, I'm someone who has um, like, you know, dedicated myself to learning about manifestation and the metaphysical, like since I was about 16 or 17, but we all can have, big blind spots in certain areas. And so having you like shine light on that was just like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it did make me realize that like, I was like, it's like having this huge ship that's like full steam ahead in one direction. And you've got to turn that entire thing around. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you do that, like a, a degree or a couple of degrees at a time. Yeah. And that was what we talked about so much in the beginning as yeah. well. And yeah. And that was a huge, like, like learning to hold both at the same time, like maturing my ability to hold paradox in the area of food and weight and manifestation is just like the work that we did. Like if I could sum it up, Mm. it would be that. And like, that's where all of the power is. That's where all of your co-creative power is. But I remember it was like a combination of like with any manifestation, like surrendering it and surrendering the timing around it. Yeah. But also knowing that it's a hundred percent possible and you're a hundred percent on track and it and did that's take the paradox isn't it because like I, yeah. remember, I remember so clearly um the sessions when I had to explain this to you and for anyone listening that feels that urgency around weight loss and how urgent oh, you know, that urgency frequency doesn't make you a vibrational match to what you want. It's literally like pushing it away. So in the surrendering, but it's just, it's not just one aspect, like it's holding multiple frequencies yes. at one time and being able to navigate that. That's the challenge. That's the task with manifestation of any topic and what you managed to take that what I was teaching you around that and really implement it and realize that um, you surrendering and letting go of that urgency while simultaneously becoming the vibrational match made that come quicker. Definitely. Definitely. People are worried about letting go of the urgency. It's like, it's actually benefiting you, right? Yes. And I remember us like talking about that in the beginning too, like the slowing down to speed up. Yeah. Um, And it, like, I just can't, like, champion that enough (laughs) because it's really, really to to slow down, to speed up. But it is the thing that gets you there, like, the most swiftly and the most potently as well. Like, the way I live my life now, 
I'm just a completely different person to who I was when we first met. And thank God, because I couldn't keep living like that. Like, yeah. And, and I remember like, and it's okay if you don't feel like it's possible as well. Like that's the thing I love about manifestation and also being able to receive like coaching from a mentor and have that level of support through something. It's like, (laughs) like I really, really wanted it. And obviously something within me knew that I could create it and that I could have my desires. And I was obviously so inspired by you. So something deep down was like, yes, that's for you. But like I had 28 years of like shit (laughs) to, to release and of beliefs that were like, you'll always struggle with your weight. You'll never be a naturally slim person. So it's okay to like not feel like you can fully get your energy behind it or like you can fully believe it. Like, And it's it's an incremental process. Yes. Changing your beliefs, changing your beliefs is an, it's an incremental process when we're speaking about beliefs that you've held for such a long time. You know, it's not just a light switch. I tell this to clients often. It's like, if you are broke and you hire me for three months to become a millionaire, like you can't necessarily get there from there depending on your conditioning. It depends on where you're at in your conditioning, but you always move forward and you've just got to trust that moving forward piece, right? Yeah. And that was a huge thing for me as well. Like, so from the time that we first worked together to the time where I felt like things just clicked mm-hmm. um, and it it all kind of came together, um, I would say that was about two and a half years for me. But that was for my personal journey. Like that was based on my vibrational mix of things going on and where I was at and what I needed. Yeah. And that's also taking into account when we say two and a half years for you, that was also the journey from what we call like going from unconsciously incompetent and then spending that time in being consciously incompetent and consciously competent and then hovering there for a while and then finally getting to unconsciously competent which is where you are now right where you don't really think about it anymore it just this is just who you are now yeah exactly and like I've just got so much other stuff that I'm manifesting and that I'm focused on in my life right now like I just don't have time or energy to think about my weight or like yeah yeah. so tell us a little bit more about like prior to this transformation that you did and this work that you did with me prior to dedicating yourself because like you yes you have freedom now but you dedicated yourself um, through that mindset work for two and a half years but like what's the benefit of doing two and a half years of work for a lifetime of freedom tell us about like you know you don't have to count calories anymore you don't have to be you're not obsessed with your weight yet like look at you like you look amazing so <laughs> um you know how I mean is that worth it doing that work (laughs) yeah and I like and I just want to say as well like within that two and a half years like the the ship analogy like the ship was turning around like I went from like 
there was weight loss incrementally happening during that time. And my dress size was changing and moving in the direction I wanted it to during that time. Like there were celebrations and big wins, you know, happening for me during that time as well. Like, but yes, to go from where I was to like the, the full transformation, you know, I would describe it as to now. Um, it's like, like life is just so rich because I don't have any of those like misaligned belief systems going on. Like, yes, the weight situation is exhausting, but what really, really takes its toll on you, like in my opinion, is having so many misaligned belief systems. Like it's living that level of contrast, like for anyone who resonates with Abraham Hicks and the way that they describe it, it's like when you believe something different to what your inner being believes, it Mm. feels bad. So living that level of contrast all the time on that subject of weight and food, because you've got to eat every day. You're going to see yourself in the mirror at some point, most days, you've got to put clothes on every day. Like having that amount of contrast come up for you and feeling that bad and misaligned all the time, like, like not living in that way anymore, just feeling calm and happy and at ease is amazing. And I used to like, I used to, not want to go on nights out because I was afraid of how many calories were in the alcohol and stuff like that. Like for years and years and years of my life, I missed out on having fun, spontaneous social times and interactions. And like, it's the level of freedom that you have when you trust your body and you know that you're good with food and you know that like, you know that your metabolism has just got your back and your thoughts and your beliefs have just completely got your back and the universe has got your back. Like, you know, that weight gain is a real, it's hard to achieve. Like I went from being someone who felt like I would look at food or eat one French fry and I would be gaining weight. Right. And now it's like weight gain for me is like months of being really out of alignment away. Like I couldn't imagine it. Yeah, And that is the golden thing like that in my energy and in my daily life is everything. Like I can say yes to whatever I want to say yes to in my life, whatever invitations come up, whatever excites me or feels good. And I don't have to factor in thinking about food or weight. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just cannot like describe how priceless that is. Yeah. And, and I feel the most beautiful I've ever felt. Like I feel radiant and like I love when I put an outfit on to go out. I'm like, oh, my God, like I love the way that I look. Like I feel so beautiful. I feel hot. Like and you yeah. can feel that way at any size or whatever. But for me, I feel aligned with what my heart's desire was. And and I live it and I have it now from a place that like my whole being feels so good and aligned around it. And and that's the gold for me. Yeah. And also like um it's that paradox of like simultaneously accepting where you are, but opening yourself up to possibilities and like the trusting and the surrendering part. And like, I think what um, listeners would like, what I love about you is your openness to the law of attraction work and, you know, just sharing to the listeners, you know, how important is belief when it comes to loss? A hundred percent. And yeah. And for me, that was something that I just didn't have any skill. 
or insight or ability to apply to the area of weight loss and food. And so like, that's just something I treasure so much about being able to work with you is like, you know how to teach that. And that was something that for me in my journey, I hadn't been able to figure that out on my own yet. So like being able to develop that skill is everything. Yeah. Once I began to like be able to spot that and be able to notice that, like I was like, oh, okay. And it took time and it took repetition and it took like, (laughs) it took like, you know, binge eating still coming up, but changing my emotional vibration around it. Like I remember just having to like sit on the floor and be like, yep, this has happened, but I'm actually going to tune my emotions to be like, this is the perfect piece of the jigsaw puzzle for me to have what I want. Like I had to shift how I felt about it rather than deciding and feeling the way I'd felt about it before, which was I'm, there's something really wrong with me. This is going to cause me to gain weight. My weight's going to keep going up and up and up. It's like, no, I really had to make the decision of like, no, I'm deciding that this is okay. (laughs) And that this is what's happened is perfect. Like I'm right on track. Like what gets you being on the other side of something, feeling the feelings of already being on the other side of it. Like, and having the discipline around that and not in a way where you're being hard on yourself or forcing yourself, but what's the 5% I can do right now to feel into like, to gently turn the ship around and be like, no, what if I felt a bit more like I was on track, like leaning yourself. Yeah. And that's it. It's exactly right. Like this is the piece that I need to, this very thing is what I want to drive home to people. And when I work with clients, it's their waiting for the action. What action do I take? What do I need to do to lose weight? And every, like, I have to repeat this over and over again, because people aren't used to thinking in this way. And, and you're just the evidence of this working in your life as well is what did I keep saying to you? It's like, the priority is how you feel. The priority is your vibration. And that's exactly what you've implemented and how beautiful is it to see that change in your life to finally what I love about your journey is you really just said, I just need to believe this and implement it, even though I'm afraid, even though I doubt <laughs> yeah. like this madness, like I'm going to binge and then try and feel better about it. Like what <laughs> am I like delusional? Like what's going on here? Like, you yeah. Know? That's a scary piece for people to actually it is. do that. And, and they get skeptical of it and I understand why they do. I was true when I first yeah. started doing mindset work, but it's like, do you want it or not? Because this works. <laughs> yeah. And like I just have like the utmost like compassion for anyone who's like experiencing that like with binge eating or with their weight yo-yoing or like any of the things where you feel really just out of alignment or out of control, like in the area of weight and food, I just have the deepest compassion and the deepest level of respect because it is some, like for me, it's some of the scariest stuff I've ever been through. Like this is some of the bravest work that I personally have ever done. It was like just jumping off a cliff over and over and over again with 
having to do things so differently and having to think about things and attune my emotions about things so differently. Like for anyone who's just shit scared and like crying on the floor about it or having a bit of a like panic attack about it, like I'm right there with you. I, that was me for a couple years turning this around and changing this around. And one of like the really important pieces for me was having such a distorted view of what like um, enough food is to eat in a day. Like I had, and it's so um, normalized in society, like low calorie intakes and things like that. And just with the way my upbringing had been. And, and unknowingly. Unknowingly. Like it doesn't, it, it, so many people don't track calories and I monitor their eating habits and I'm like, you don't, you don't eat enough. Like not, not necessarily um, like there's no consistency. So they would like kind of bulk eat when they're like alone, but when they're yeah. out, in public and they're ashamed they might really hold back on the eating instead of you know being consistent and I used to do that too like really just hold back on eating in front of other people or like I felt self-conscious oh god when I was by myself and hiding like I would really just eat lots and lots and lots yeah 100% me too Mm. and like one of the things for me, like I remember one of the things we did was like up my intake over time, like up the, how much I was actually eating in a day on the daily over time. And I cried every time we did that because when you've been through that much dieting trauma and you've gained that much weight and it's been, it's always felt so out of control for you. Like it is terrifying. So like for anyone who's going through that, like, I completely hear you. And it's real. Like when that's what's going on for you, it's really real. And it is like, it is some of the bravest work you'll ever do, I think. And so the other piece that I want to talk about is you did track calories for a period of time, Mm. but um, how is that different through doing my teachings versus how you've done it in the past? And how has it helped you? We talked about being training wheels on a bike and then you yeah. take wheels off. Um, and the thing, what I hear a lot about is people um, really think tracking your calories is bad because they perceive it as this thing that you do forever. But how has that helped you? And also how now in your day-to-day life, you don't worry about calories despite using it as a tool along the way yeah oh and I love bringing this up in conversation because um yeah there's a lot of different sort of opinions and things like that when it comes to like tracking calories and it wasn't something that I'd done in the past I more just tried not to consume anything that would have any energetic or nutritional value and because I thought it would make me gain weight like we already spoke about so tracking I did that for the first time with you but the way that you had me implement it was just to bring about a level of consistency Mm. and consistency, like daily consistency with food was something that I hadn't experienced probably since being a child, like definitely not as like an adult at all. Mm. Um, And it, it was just brought in to, and also 
because I was so low carb, it helped us to get an idea of where that was and how to gently incrementally reintroduce carbs very gently for my body and my, you know, metabolism, nervous system over time. Um, but for me, like in terms of it being a tool to help me like vibrationally, emotionally from where I was at to where I was going to, it really helped me to stabilize my emotions and ground myself and help me like mature um, my ability to stay neutral and stay calm through the whole process. And what I mean by that is I would like call you or voxer you, or I would just like be really afraid that I was gaining weight because that's such a real thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like the whole time having this, and that's something that, um, I know so many people like live with, and it's just this feeling, this like bubbling away under the surface, anxious as fuck feeling that you're gaining weight. Right. Mm -hmm. And what helped me move through that over time and what helped that dissipate completely over time was that period of time where we were tracking calories because I could pull up the app and be like no grace you could see through the distortion yeah yeah I was like look no let's go back the last week let's go back the last month you've had like you've been in a a realm of intake every day like we're not talking about perfection here at all but we're talking about actually getting my brain to mature and my perspective to mature to see that like no grace it's impossible Mm. from like you've had consistency. It's not like there's no such thing as perfection, but the realm that you've been in with your intake, it's been too consistent for you to have possibly been able to gain weight. That's not a real fear right now. That's not on the table. That's not a real thing. And it took time and repetition. And that was where tracking was really helpful for me. Or when binge eating episodes did happen, it was like, okay, but I've binge eaten like four or five times this month. But it I, it hasn't been every single day for weeks on end nonstop. Yeah. Like yeah. even with that, it's not enough for me to actually gain weight. Like yeah, and and, and that was important for me. Yourself of that because I think the hardest part of that, and with what I see with clients, is they'll have one bad quote unquote bad day, and then they're convinced that they're going to be off track and gain weight, and then mm, yeah. obviously that then I tell clients that then for that um. From a manifestation perspective, when you assume you're gaining weight, it's not about that one day of overeating. It's it's that it turns the ship around to assuming that you're gaining weight. So now your behavior and reality have to follow that. Exactly. That's what I love about working with you is you took that seriously and you monitored your thoughts. Um, and that's really what you prioritize because I kept repeating that (laughs) as I do clients Um, and I mean in all of my work that's what I really hone in on is like if you're not monitoring your thoughts like you just it's just not gonna you're just not gonna use like utilize the magic of what you can create here with your reality and and changing your behaviors, right? And, yeah. and kind of just having it all work out where the tracking process isn't hard, isn't overwhelming. You're like, I know that I taught you how to manifest just your macros perfectly fitting in with what you desired to eat that day. And we just had little hacks that we used along the way 
to help you kind of just have it all work out and yeah. feel good, like f- feel satisfied to lose weight, to feel that freedom rather than obsession, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And one of the really important pieces, like, um, and again, like in terms of our like coaching, I remember it was the very last conversation that we had because I was like, things had moved for me. I think I'd dropped about like two dress sizes, like over the course of integrating like all of this work. And I also want to say like, for me, it was really important to like, um, like still desire the, the weight loss that I desired, but also like really let it go and just be like, I'm, I'm okay. And I need to prioritize how I feel like what we're talking about. I need to prioritize like really, truly feeling satisfied. I need to prioritize stability, really feeling stable in my relationship with food and consistency. I need to feel like my energy is stable. Like, you know, it was important for me to kind of like, again, like the holding both maturing my ability to hold both and also like putting it down but knowing that it was still going to happen for me, like that was an important time for me, the faith piece. Yeah. Holding the faith. Yeah. One of the, like the last conversation that we had was um, things had changed and moved so much for me, but I still had like this binge eating cropping up every so often. Like, I think it was like every 10 days or so at that point. And I remember like just having a little bit of a cry and being like, I know I've changed so much. I know that I'm in such a different place now than I was before, but like this is still coming up and maybe this is just how I am. Maybe this is just how it's going to be in my reality. And you were like, no, no, (laughs) (laughs) you were like, you need to, you need to up your intake more. Like if that's coming up for you and we've, we've done the emotional stuff, like your emotional relationship with food is, is so, is so different now and is in such a good place now. Like it's not to do with that. We're not talking about that anymore. You were like, this is actually your physical body saying you are not getting enough food on the daily. You just need to up what you're eating on the daily. Like it's a simple solution. And it was the most fucking simple solution. And But for me, I went from like what I was, the intake I had at that time, I needed to add like, um, like another, like, I don't even know, like, it seemed like a lot. It felt like a lot that we were taking me up to. And it scared the shit out of me, the amount that you wanted me to increase to and to eat on the daily. I was like, no fucking way. Like, even at that point, yeah. like, it was just the next step. And it still scared me. And again, I'd gone from like trying to eat something ridiculous, like 800 calories a day when we were working together. And we'd been upping that over those years for a while. Yeah. And yeah. a lot, like, I was in like such. A stable place but obviously there was a missing piece like in the practical yeah. in the physical going on and even at that point I remember like crying and crying in my living room because upping it again felt so scary for me and I was so I had like that huge fear come on again that it was going to cause me to gain weight but mm-hmm. again I just had to work through that and yeah. trust and that's and that's the thing is like I I want to hone that out like hone that piece there because um some people just dive into the action and they go right this person is saying increase my calories and then they go well that didn't work I gained weight and it's like Mm -hmm. they're not actually understanding the belief work and 
the vibrational work that you did um, and how you, you, um, what I admire about you is your ability to manifest and go, right, like I'm in charge here. Like I actually have to do this with my brain. Like yeah. I, I have to l- l- like make this work rather than continue to focus on the lack of it working or the doubt in it working and actually just go, this is how I create my reality and I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And through working through all of that, like in my experience anyway, like truly moving on the other side of it and living the manifestation that I always desired, it's like it's there's such there's gifts waiting for you. Like the level of like one of the reasons I don't have to think about or worry about food and stuff like that right now, obviously, is all of the work I did and and all of the manifestation, obviously that. But like part of that and part of the gift in that is that like I have such a fast metabolism that like it's it's so hard for me to like overeat. I don't even know how to describe it properly, but like my intake is so like robust in a day that um, I'm someone who's just like naturally slim now and can eat whatever and can, obviously I stay really connected to my body and I stay connected to my fullness. I stay connected. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to say is like, if whatever your desires are, there are like miraculous gifts waiting for you that make it really easy for you to live that. And when you do the mindset and the energy and the manifestation work and, and compounding, like you just stay dedicated to it. Like when I upped my intake again, that time, that was such a huge gift for me because that was where my metabolism finally like really thrived and really just was on point. And like, it's just so easy now. Like I'm, you know, I remember looking at naturally slim people my whole life and being like, whoa, like they just ate a burger and fries and now they're having dessert. And then like, you know, like, and I, those people that people look at and they're like, where does it all go? Where do they all put it and stuff? And that's a distorted perception anyway, to begin with. But it's like when your metabolism is thriving, it just gets to be so much easier than you think. You don't have to be anywhere near as perfectionistic as you think around food. And when you actually let your metabolism thrive, you let your metabolism be robust and be healthy and be fast. Jesus, like life is so much easier and you don't have to think about anything. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I've explained that clearly. It's hard to put it into words. (laughs) No, you've done a great job. And like, you know, a lot of content out these days with weight loss is geared towards hormones. And I want to talk about that a little bit because um, there's great nutritional advice when it comes to navigating your hormones. But I do believe that the mindset piece with hormones is missing. And I'd love to talk about, um, you know, we talked about like hormonal acne and like periods (laughs) during our coaching together and like from your perspective how did the emotional and mindset work impact your hormonal health and your like because metabolism and hormones you know that they are related and there is a lot of a lot a lot a lot of teachings out there on that at the moment but I do find um, there is some work around the nervous system and it's fantastic but you know, really the belief system work. 
the belief that your hormones can be balanced and the belief that, you know, certain foods, you know, the fear of certain foods then triggering your hormones to be out of balance and triggering, Mm. you know, not having a period or having acne. Um, Do you have any um, thoughts for the listeners around that? Yeah, like, yeah, all I can say is like I just had the most like amazing and divine like healing and coming into balance like when we worked together when we worked together I was having maybe like three periods a year Mm -hmm. um and I'd never really been regular with my periods um and understandably so because my body had been through so much you know dieting trauma and um also being like a professional performer that obviously puts a lot of stress on you know your body as well and all that sort of thing um so yeah. And that was another thing that I, I really desired to have a healthy, regular period and to feel really radiant in that way and connected to my cycle. And um, yeah, just really, you know, robustly healthy in that way. And again, it was something that I was like, you know, maybe it's, maybe I just need to let it go. Maybe it's just not going to happen for me, or maybe I'm someone who, and I had, um, I didn't have polycystic ovarian syndrome, but I had like polycystic ovaries. Yeah, that was me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have that as well, which I don't anymore. Yeah. And for <laughs> me too, like I used to have like those cysts all over my yeah. like ovaries and everything, um, yeah. which for me, you know, thankfully wasn't painful and I didn't notice it. Um, but I didn't have periods, as I was mentioning, or maybe it was like, up to four of them a year. Like there was very sporadic and not consistent. And in the energy work that, that we did, and also like the allowing myself to like eat as well and normalize eating as well um, on the daily, obviously, like I struggled with massive restriction and then massive binge eating. Um, But my periods came back within a couple like I was in the first two months, I think of us working together and it was just like this miracle. Like I remember calling you and being like, Barbara, like (laughs) I'm having like a a period. Um, And to me, like so much of what attributed to that was like the energy and the mindset work always at the foundation. And that then led me to like a cooperative component for me was letting myself eat carbs again and reintroducing those. Mm. And they were something I was terrified of. But for me, I actually do really well with like quite a moderate to high like carb intake. Yeah. I haven't looked at it or tracked it or anything for a while, but over the last few years, like um like carbs are very staple and important for me. And it was when I did the energy and mindset work with you the next sort of inspired action and cooperative component that presented was to like reintroduce carbs and up that again and when like that happened it was like my nervous system calmed down like my hormones aligned themselves and sorted themselves out my periods came back like so interesting because with polycystic like with the sin mm. on your ovaries, the advice is to cut out carbs a lot. Exactly. Like that's what I heard. So that's what I was doing. Yeah, and exactly. Really confusing, really yeah. confusing and frustrating now knowing what I know and now, you know, what you know, it's just like you, you have to develop that relationship with your body and like, and, yeah. <clears throat> and, and 
yeah, take a leap of faith in a way and not just get confused about all the contradicting advice. (laughs) Yeah. And as we know, there's so much contradicting advice out there. And all I can like, all I can say in terms of my own journey is to come back to the manifestation work, like come back to feeling having what you like want already, feeling that you're on the other side of it, feeling the relief of that, feeling the joy of that. And your cooperative components will present themselves, whatever that is. Like, I'm not trying to say that carbs are going to fix everyone's problem because I don't know what other people's like cooperative components and solutions are. So I'm not trying to speak for that. But in my own experience, like something that I feared and that I like cut out and, and made wrong for so long ended up being part of like everything coming together and working out. And like now I know we've talked about this from time to time, like, you know, more recently and stuff, but, you know, I go on dates and stuff now. And if I order rice for the table or like, can I get some potato on that or something on the side? A lot of people, because of the world that we live in and the dieting perceptions and stuff that are so rampant, they'll be like, oh, you eat carbs? Like, wow, you must be working out a lot. And it's like, I haven't worked out for two and a half years. I have not done a thing. Like, (laughs) I get the same thing. Wow, you didn't gain any weight during lockdown. You must have been working out a lot. And I'm like, actually, no. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, you've, again, like our brains and our ability to manifest is so epic and so powerful. And it's like, I don't know. It's like saying, oh, like, <laughs> I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but like, oh, like you didn't run out of oxygen during lockdown. Yeah. It's like, of course I didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like your metabolism doesn't stop. Like you realize it's on every single day. <laughs> yeah. And when, <laughs> when you feel connected to your body and you know that your body has got your back, like, and this was another really important piece that I had to practice so much. And it's scary when you have gained weight and lost weight so many freaking times Mm. and struggled so much. This piece is really scary, but I just started to decide that my body had my back and didn't want me to gain weight. I just started to decide that that's how it was for me. Yes. Even though I'd never lived that. And even though it scared the shit out of me, I just decided that that was the truth and that was the way it was. And now that's what I live. And I just want to add in that, Um, knowing your journey is um, when you first came to me, you weren't, uh, you could not have been able to decide that. And Mm -hmm. it was really this incremental process. And what people need to understand the most is that when you come, when you come into this work harbored with shame and anxiety and um, all this disbelief, you have to get yourself to a point of neutrality and then you build on that neutrality with the new beliefs, right? So we started out with just healing lots of body shame, healing um, lots of anxiety around food, like those, we had to work on that. Whereas I think some people um, try and like go from extreme shame to like, I'm going to try believe. And it's like, yeah, like it's like you can't necessarily make that big of a jump. And that's why it's going to feel like it doesn't work. Yes. Yes. And but there were that definitely. Yeah. Yes. And I remember that we really had to prioritize just coming back to neutrality. And yeah. like, I can't, again, like that's the slowing down to speed up. Like, yeah. 
just focusing on the neutrality in my experience and noticing when my brain was flipping into dramatic talk and catastrophizing, yeah. which was the way I'd lived up until that point. And so people are so fused to that. They can't even. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's just I couldn't true. observe that for myself. Like I really needed help mm-hmm. having some light shone on that for mm-hmm. where I was at. And um, yeah, like just coming back to that neutrality and having faith that it's all going to work out for you. Like it is that slowing down to speed up. But when you do that, it's so potent when you can take steps forward and when you can start shifting your energy behind, no, things do work out for me. No, like my body's got my back. My body doesn't want me to gain any weight. Like, you know, all of those things. But, and, and again, like there were times where, you know, weight wasn't shifting at all. And, um, I felt really hopeless about the whole thing, but I was like, right, I'm just going to trust in this process. And I'm just going to keep coming back to neutrality. Let me just keep working on that for now. Let me just keep doing that. Yeah. And honoring where you were at and yeah, that, yeah. Rather than trying to be somewhere else. Exactly. And like like with any manifestation that you desire, it's my true belief that, yes, you desire it for the thing because you're going to enjoy it and it's so miraculous and blissful and amazing. But at the same time, like that manifestation that you want, it's calling you to become someone to be able to have that manifestation. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you're in that time of just practicing neutrality, like, that's you doing that work of becoming that person who's maturing and who's like able to be that person who has the manifestation you want. Like that's your soul work. That's your soul assignment as to why you even want this thing to begin with, in my opinion. So don't underestimate, like if you're in a space now of that and things aren't moving physically, it's like, no, on the cellular level, you are doing your divine assignment and you're doing a fucking great job. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm so glad that you mentioned that um, for people who are on this journey. Um, So what did your daily kind of practices around mindset work look like? Because I know you you did, like you obviously worked with me via the coaching, but you were very active in the Voxar. I know that you listened to certain audios over and over again. I know you used my subliminals and meditations and like you listened to the academy and emerge so what did that like daily kind of practice of reprogramming your subconscious mind look like for you and like obviously yeah the monitoring the thoughts and the shifting what did that look like for you yeah I think for me um just like spending some time on it in the mornings is kind of what I do most of the time, like with any manifestation that I'm calling in. Um, And not every day. Like I think for me, I tend to let myself ebb and flow with Mm -hmm. what I want to do. Like I I don't believe that I need to stick to anything in a rigid way. And I know like you, you know, resonate with that a lot as well. Like, you know. We don't want that energy of obligation. Like we Exactly. be inspired and like allow ourselves to want to do it exactly like I did my best to just start feeling into like oh like where does alignment kind of feel like today and a lot of the time I would just spend some time on it in the morning I would 
um, like listen to one of your recordings um, from the Voxer of something that we'd spoken about, or I might listen to one of your podcast episodes, like just something to help get myself in the frequency yeah. of what I'm wanting and, and let myself take that next 5% step forward. And for me, everyone manifests differently um, as to like what really works for them. But for me, the the feeling of like the the emotion in my body, like feeling that just incredible feeling of emotional resonance in my body is how I manifest things. So I would focus on expanders, people who really expanded me. Mm-hmm. And a few of them were people that like you'd shown me, like you're obviously one of them for me. And I would just take some time to like, this is probably the practice I did most often amidst other things, but I would just um, I don't know how to put it into words, but I would like borrow that person's energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. was something that, you know, you taught me as well, yeah. but it was really <laughs> and important yeah. for me. I would just imagine that I was this person who I knew didn't obsess about food in any way. They were naturally slim. They were vibrant. They were satisfied around food. They lived their life. I thought they looked absolutely stunning in their clothes. Like they just represented Mm-hmm. what I wanted and were an expander for me. And I would just feel into if I was walking about in their life during their day, how that felt. And it, it would make me smile really big. And I would just feel those feelings and feel those emotions in my body. Like for me, that is the biggest way that I draw my yeah. desired reality to me. Yeah. So I spent time doing that every day. And I just, again, want to mention that she spent time during that after we'd done a lot of foundational worse because it's like coming back to when we we first have to heal some because yeah we can't kind of just stick uh, like the abraham hicks saying is like stick a happy sticker over the empty fuel gauge no yes which is obviously not what you're saying but i just want to make that clear to listeners because i was there throughout your journey so i know that it was like she really dedicated herself, you know, like you really um, took the time that it takes to um, heal this section of your life and you dedicated yourself to it. And now you're reaping the benefits of not having to worry about that. So, um, you know, we've spoken about before that you really do feel free from obsession. Now your weight doesn't fluctuate, right? No, not at all. Yeah. And um, you lost, just you lost that weight. You've kept it off now for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. I lost a good like 10 kilos or so over that period of time. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, that's a whole other piece, like, you know, being okay with it happening in a more incremental way rather than needing it right now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, sorry, just jumping back to what we were saying about, you know, in in the beginning of us working together, actually a big part of my like daily routine was like, now that you think um, have made me think about it and reminded me there was like a chunk of time again, coming back to just practicing neutrality rather than getting your energy behind the thing that you want. Like that period of time, it was actually about redirecting my thoughts. And I know that was something you really drove home for me and taught me a lot during that time. Um, and it really did like speed up the process in the end, like a lot of that time, I would just try and focus on like what we were working on for that day. Mm -hmm. And then other thoughts about weight, food, like, and just the, 
the chronic like eating away at you feeling that you're not doing enough or that you're not good enough and that shame and Mm -hmm. that like anxiety it was just around redirecting my thoughts to other things like there was a period of time where I couldn't even think about the manifestation I was calling in I I couldn't even think about food at all it was just like let's spend less time on this subject like what Abraham Hicks talk about too you can't feel good about it spend less time on it exactly so that was an important skill for me during that time was like oh of course my brain's gone back to that I'm feeling this shame I'm feeling this feeling that's eating away at me of not being good enough and being a failure and blah 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 um let me think about something else (laughs) what color is the sky right now let me go whatever it is like just get off the subject like that was really important in the beginning to redirect 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 and that's I think helpful for listeners who depending on where they're at in their journey is that you've got to start where you are and move forward and then build upon you know get yourself a bit more emotionally regulated and then build upon the skills of the real like fun stuff around yeah (laughs) and and again like don't underestimate that like your ego is just going to be like your ego's got to die a death because your ego's like nothing's happening yeah 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 as if like yeah Yeah. sorry like yeah yeah yeah, it's like that could never happen for me that could be my never be my reality blah 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 um but yeah, don't underestimate the power of if you're training yourself to come back to neutrality and redirect your thoughts. Like you're building such an incredible foundation doing that. Like your ego is going to kick and scream otherwise, but see that as a good thing, <laughs> even though it yeah. feels awful at the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so just coming back to what you said about how the weight loss like did manifest for me and things like that. Yeah. Like I, um, like I'm now 55 kilos. That's just my normal weight. Like in us, I'm a size two, like two to four, depending on the make of things in Australian sizes, I'm a six or a six to eight. Um, and I'm just like really happy. Like I don't, I don't monitor my weight that often. I don't think about it that often. Like I just really enjoy living my life, but I remember, um, Oh, and I think I might've told you this story before, but for me, like I did, like weighing myself was something that I like struggled with emotionally to handle yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Like that was very difficult it for was. me to find yeah. neutrality in and to, yeah. to build neutrality in. Mm-hmm. So it was something that I avoided for yeah. a very long time. And I was supportive in that. I, yes, of course. Because we were, we had to work on so many emotions that it was too overwhelming to try and do it all at once. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, for me as well, like it was just something that I was okay with not looking at and just leaving for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, like I, when I got to the point where I was like, whoa, like things are actually really clicking for me. Like I'm feeling so satisfied. Food is so easy. I think I'm somehow losing weight at the same time. I don't really know how this is happening or what's going on here. Like that's the miracle manifestation of it, right? For me anyway. Um, I was going on a trip somewhere and I hadn't weighed myself in like probably a year or so at this point. And I didn't have like a luggage weigher for my suitcase. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll hop on the scale then and then pick up the suitcase and work out how much it weighs, right? Based on that. And I like got on the scales and they said 55 kilos. <laughs> and I was like, 
I think these scales are broken. Like that can't be right. <laughs> so I, I went and got, I had like these exercise weights that I hadn't touched in forever, like years. Like I hadn't worked out since we've been working together. I bet I hadn't worked out. Um, and I picked up this eight kilo weight and I put it on the scale to test it. So I was like, I think these scales must be broken, <laughs> but it, it read correctly at eight kilos. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Like <laughs> I actually weigh 55 kilos and I didn't even notice that that yeah. had happened. And yeah. I got here by so massively increasing my intake and healing my relationship yeah. with food over time. Like yeah. all the things we've worked on, but that story really just like the deciding piece too. Like yes. we were saying before, like I love how, you know, once, once we did get you to a point of neutrality, it was heaps of fun because you were like, right like yeah I'm just gonna believe like what like fuck it who cares yeah it's crazy (laughs) yes and something (laughs) that I love so much about you and like just the work you're doing in the world is that it it's there's no point if you aren't feeling like satisfied and lit up and like really really good like there's no point having weight loss. There's no point having anything in your life unless you're truly feeling in your alignment. And for you, it's like you only ever wanted me to do things that supported my health and that supported my mental health and that supported me feeling in my alignment. Like, it's like yes, about sacrifice, right? Exactly. Like, oh, like, oh, Grace is like a size six and she's 55 kilos, but she doesn't eat or like she's oh, she's so obsessed or, yeah, she sacrifices a lot though. Like she doesn't really eat out or like this mentality that people project onto skinny people. Yeah. Hmm. And like you are so not about those things in any way, shape or form. And people Um, just live in this box, this paradigm where skinny equals like suffering or skinny equals um like pun- like having to like punish yourself to follow a regime having to oh you can't eat out oh you don't, don't eat that that that'll make you gain weight and it's like you know it's really the opposite of what I taught you to believe right exactly and another like really important moment for me that I think helped everything come together, even though I didn't realize it at the time was like so much of the work we did around actually like um, releasing the codependency around what other people think of what you're doing and your weight and stuff like that, releasing codependency on how the world sees weight and all the fucked up perspectives there are like you, you normalize so much. And like I got to a point through our work together where I was like, no, like, okay, yes, I do desire. Like, I think I still desired a bit more weight loss at this point. Um, it was sort of, yeah, a bit, a bit before the, you know, everything that I am now manifested. But part of what got me to that place was this point of like, I don't want to hurt myself or do anything that's out of alignment for myself in any way. So like I'm in the performing world, right? And I've had jobs that have asked me to lose weight before and like all that kind of stuff. But what I'm trying to get at is like, and and I had lots of fears around like partners and stuff like, oh, a man's never going to find me attractive unless I lose weight, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and those things are very real when you feel that way and when yeah. that's going on for you. 
But like, I really got to a point where I got really good with me in the sense of like, I don't give a fuck if someone wants me to lose weight for a job. I'm not doing that. I will find other work. Like there are going to be people who want to work with me exactly the way that I am. Like I just got to a point where I was like, I'm not willing to sacrifice my well-being and what feels in alignment for me, for Mm -hmm. anyone else, not for a guy, not for anything. And because there's so much in society that normalizes you like self-sacrificing for around your weight and stuff like that or to to keep jobs or and for other people and stuff like that. And I just really had to get to a point where I was like, no, what do I truly believe about life? Like, what do I truly believe about how the world gets to work for me? What do I truly believe about what I'm available for or not? Like, I'm not going to live in this fear anymore of people not wanting me because I'm not doing a good enough job to compromise myself or sacrifice myself. Like, fuck that shit. So Mm -hmm. getting to a point where I was really good in myself around those things was a huge piece as well. Yeah. And that's the universal assignments that we were talking about before and Mm. how it's not just about the outcome, it's about who you become in getting there. And I think you're such a beautiful example of that growth that needed to happen for your highest good and like you also got the weight loss and that's how it gets to be for everybody. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And um, I know we talked about this before about, you know, that you still occasionally like might just pop on a subliminal just to kind of like clear up any, like any energies if they come up and like how that's really beneficial for you to take, like to use that like reprogramming tools that I have in my courses and like the meditations and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like the subliminals are just, um, they were so amazing for me. Like I would just put them on at night while I went to sleep, like the ones that kind of stood out to me the most at that time or whatever. And I would just put those on at night and those like massively helped me move forward as well through my process. Um, but yeah, these days it's like, you know, it's like, it's something that, really doesn't come up very often but yeah there are times where like some like thinking will still kind of crop up from time to time like in a much reduced way or like kind of this smoky hazy little memory kind of thing a little subtle for and and the yeah like it still can crop up yeah and and I feel that too with myself and it's like I feel like okay the it's really easy to clean this up when it's small and um then it's it doesn't take over but for people that are really struggling with their food and weight they've had years of momentum built up you know and so now you know okay when I clean up my energy and I maintain my frequency around whatever topic um it's easier because my reality just works out for me exactly and your life is not about your weight your thoughts are not trying to like you're not obsession to me is like that stress and anxiety that comes with having to monitor your actions and the whole like using willpower and discipline and that's not how you operate yeah yeah exactly and like yeah now from like every so often I might notice that um 
I don't know, just like some little like feelings of like unease might come up or um, I might notice that like that part of my brain that used to be so overactive in obsessing about weight and stuff like that, like it might come online like a couple of percent and I'll be like, oh, like that's really interesting. And I'll just pop on like a subliminal, like when I'm going to sleep that night or whatever, or if I notice that I'm just feeling in like a little bit of a low mood or I'm maybe having like, oh, uh, like, I don't know, not feeling and it's not in like any kind of drastic way. It might just be like a subtle little bit under the surface of like, oh, like not feeling that good about what I'm seeing in the mirror or something. Like it's not something that I spend other time on in the rest of the day, but I'm kind of aware that there's like Hmm. a little maybe moment happening there. Like, yeah, I'll just like put on the heal your body image subliminal. And then the next day I feel normal again. So Yeah. yeah, like things can still crop up or things can still like, you get so attuned to what feeling in your alignment feels like that when like little kind of subtle things come up that, that view you just a teeny little bit away from your alignment, you're quite aware and you're like, you're just like, Oh, that's really interesting that that's coming up. And then you've got things to like pop yourself back into alignment. Like it's all good. Yeah, exactly. And I notice that within myself too. And I know that if I don't prioritize those little frequencies and I I go back to how I used to think and feel, I too would gain that weight back. Like it's not, it's not like something to fear, but at the same time, it's understanding that your thoughts, feelings, and belief just create your reality and you have the power to change all that, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, the beautiful thing as well is that um, once you start hitting, like once you hit sort of your tipping point with manifesting this or with having your momentum forward is that you do actually start to gain evidence. Like Mm. there was a time for me where I was like having big fears come up around gaining weight and stuff. And I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on, Grace. You've been stable at like a size 10 now for however many months, like, hang on, hang on. You're not just going to gain weight quickly. It hasn't happened for six months now or whatever it was. Like Mm -hmm. I'd gone from like an Australian size 12 down to a size 10 or something like that at one point in the process. And then again, when I went down to like a size eight. Yeah. um, And it was, so overall you've gone from an Australian size 12 to an Australian size six, which is a huge jump in weight, like in sizing. Yeah. Yeah it didn't happen overnight, right? It was an incremental change, which is how I experienced my journey as well because it's it's gentler, it feels more permanent. You're not having to make huge sacrifices, which it's, and, and when you do it fast to me, it's like you're working against your body and I really taught you how to work with your body and respect your body and what it's communicating. Yes. And again, like that piece around like, uh, of course, like, of course you want to feel like the version of you that is the weight that you want to be like, of course. And of course you want to get there as quickly as possible. Like that's so valid. And I totally felt the same way, but Mm. like simultaneously being able to hold like, but I'm not available to put my body through reckless shit that's like gonna be bad for it and that's gonna make me feel bad that's gonna destabilize me that's gonna be it's it's disrespectful and 
and I'm not saying that to like, um, like I'm saying that because society has normalized being disrespectful to your body when it comes to dieting and and it's, it's bizarre how normalized it is. But also with um, like with people who are overweight or obese, society normalizes shaming them as if that's going to make it better and it in fact makes it worse. And it's like frustrating for me in this field because I'm like shame doesn't change behaviors like permanently, especially with weight issues. It makes it worse. And so shaming people when they're overweight or um obese and then thinking that that's gonna solve the problem is it just literally just insanity (laughs) it is it's complete (laughs) insanity and again like how does anything like how do we manifest anything it's from a place of like alignment what's shame it's the furthest place away you can possibly be from alignment it's literally like that one of the heaviest emotions that exists no wonder shame causes weight gain exactly and I tell you what (laughs) yes the like the more shame I gave myself the more weight I gained yeah same here the more that I addressed the shame and was like let me just put whatever weight I am to the side for a moment and let me just forget about the physical world for a moment and just focus on my emotions and free myself from the shame, come back to neutrality rather than shame. That's when things really started to change for me. Yes. And then you had the capacity to create new beliefs from that neutrality. You've got to build upon neutral, not build upon shame. (laughs) Yeah. It's just not, yeah, just doesn't. And yeah, like, any human being in any situation, if they get shame thrown at them, it's going to shut them down instantly. Yeah, it, it turns does. off like all of your creative, like yeah. thinking ability in your brain. Like it's, it's devastating for a human being to experience shame. It is like nothing productive comes from shame at all. Yeah, at all. It literally puts you in that dorsal vagal state and, um, it's that's what dorsal vagal is shut down for the nervous system. You're you're basically in hibernation according to your body. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. And you know, and rightly so, like shame yeah, is is a traumatic experience. Like how is a human being supposed to cope with being yeah. shamed? Like yeah, you've got to it's gotta cope in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of like physical um being is going to struggle with excessive like toxic shame. So um, yeah, it's definitely that's was it's always step one with clients is is working through shame and then, you know, getting to the fun stuff of manifesting later because you've got to build upon some neutrality and build upon those beliefs of like, I I can lose this weight. I have like I trust my body. I have a like I have this capacity of this metabolism to like, you know, like for me, it's like deciding that I have a fast metabolism. It's like this, this like tweaking of my energy within when I feel mm-hmm. that that fear crop up. It's like that part of you that's like, ooh, are you sure though? Like, are you sure mm-hmm. this is gonna be okay? And it, and it can be scary in the beginning because like, yeah, like until you like 
incrementally increase your metabolism in strategic ways, then yes, like you can't just like eat whatever you want and not gain weight, but it's just like being able to go, no, 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 no. I, this has to line up somehow. Like, let me go where it lines up because there has to be somewhere where I trust my body and I lose weight and I feel satisfied. And that's what I taught you. Yes. Yes. 100%. And when you've come from like such a, like, just like tumultuous like ride with food and weight and you haven't had stability for a long time or whatever it is like it it can like break your brain to try and think of those three things all aligning and coming together but somewhere inside you you know it's possible like if you're attracted to Barbara's work or Mm. you know somewhere inside you you know it's possible and it it does just take practice but it's it's like wholeheartedly possible I am someone who never ever thought that I could just be naturally slim and not think about weight and food like this was one of my seriously like impossible dreams and it was something that I struggled with and felt like I'd failed at my entire life and felt like it was just something that was always going to be incapable of like if I can do this anybody can yeah yeah that's wonderful thanks for sharing that um so I just now also yeah like thank you so much for sharing all of that in your journey and um also Grace is actually starting her own coaching now she's doing her own coaching business for performers so um grace like tell us a little bit about your coaching now and how you help people in performing yeah so i um coach performers around applying manifestation to their career so to actually manifesting the jobs and like the dream career that they have in their heart Um, that was something that I did over 10 years. Um, I like, you know, being a professional dancer and professional performer was another huge dream for me that was such a big desire, but also felt like, how's that ever going to happen? Or like, how am I ever going to, you know, book these jobs that I really want to do and things like that. Um, but I just felt like I could apply everything I knew about manifestation to it. And I did. Um, and again, it was, you know, there was a lot of emotional maturing, um, and growth that like happened through that process as well. It was another big growth area for me, but, um, like over my 10 year career so far, I have manifested like all of my big desires and dream jobs and consistent back-to-back work and contracts, like as a professional dancer performer. Um, so I know that it's possible for anyone and it's something that I'm very passionate about helping people with, um, who want to apply like their co-creative power and manifestation to their performing career as well. Yeah. Which is so, so wonderful because, um, people need that niche of like manifestation because a lot of the big manifestation teachers out there the work is very generalized. So I think there's so much power in people like you really being specific in a particular goal and being able to help performers with that specific goal in their career. So that's wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, And I think the other really important piece is like for performers, 
being able to really self-source your validation, like truly being able to feel seen from you first rather than feeling that you've got to constantly chase it from the jobs, the gigs, the bookings, the choreographers, the social media, like, yes, it's just, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a huge part of the journey. Yeah. I've worked with models and it's definitely a problem, like a problem that I see. So what you're doing is fantastic. Yeah, no, it's something that I, just get so excited about because it was such a huge shift for me. Like when I realized that my power was in like, truly like my job is to see me. It's not anyone else's job in this industry to make me feel seen, although that can happen and you can have those amazing collaborations and rendezvous with aligned people and stuff in your work as a performer. It It's just coming from that foundation of like, no, like, my freedom and my feelings of like true fulfillment and satisfaction and what's going to give me longevity to do this as a career and feel lit up by it is by me seeing me first. It's yeah, just like such an important piece. And again, with the spiritual assignment stuff, like if that, you know, resonates with you, my belief, like as a performer is you've chosen this life to do that work, to be able to really truly validate from within and self-source from within because it's the ultimate path of learning how to do that and and learning your emotional mastery around that you know that requires emotional mastery and manifesting your desires requires your emotional mastery too and it's such like an incredible and beautiful journey but it's also wild and so yeah I'm here to help support help guide help mentor anybody who would um you know feel they could benefit from it yeah so where can people contact you and find you yeah. So at the moment I'm on Instagram. My handle is at manifesting with grace um, with underscores. So at manifesting underscore with underscore grace. Yep. Perfect. And um, we can put a link in the show notes as well. Um, so people can like DM you. Is that okay? Like if they're interested in learning about what. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I provide one-on-one coaching at the moment. So yeah, send me a DM. Great. That's fantastic. And um, yeah, so I'll put um, Grace's link in the show notes. Check her out if you're, well, obviously you're into manifestation. You're here on this podcast. And (laughs) if you're a performer, um, like any sort of performers, like dancers. Yep. Yeah. Well, my background is specifically as a dancer. And then I did like a bit of like singer dancer stuff and then some like a little bit of acting and like general performing. So that's been my background. That's like yeah, what I've manifested and what I've been operating from. But um, I'm open to speaking to anyone who feels yeah, like, so like, to, would you say yeah, like, 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 um, like actors, models, dancers, singers can reach out to you. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Cause I'm sure that they will be out there wanting to apply manifestation to helping them <laughs> as their career. And that'll be so helpful for them. Yeah. I mean, again, my, what I've lived is specifically mostly around dance and performance. Um, but if anybody feels like drawn to like having a conversation or working together, then I a hundred percent welcome it. Yeah. I, I think it, it, I've worked with models um, before and I can definitely see how the, the work is so, so similar in terms of, you know, booking auditions and like that yeah. you know and understand so well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
at the end of the day, we are talking about like universal, like manifestation principles, universal laws of, you know, self-sourcing with your validation and things like that. So, Yeah. 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 Awesome. And um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about your journey. It was so wonderful to work with you. And um, yeah, I just, I've always just been in awe of your dedication to implementing all of this work and um, yeah, implementing the stuff that I keep teach in my coaching and my courses and everything. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, It's like, yeah, honestly, such an honor and um, such a full circle moment with, you know, really, again, remembering listening to your podcast, you know, all those years ago when I was massively struggling and, you know, to now be here in this reality and this position is. Yeah, um, what an amazing. Truly amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I can't thank you enough for your work in the world. Like I'm just so over the moon that we got to co-create and that I got to learn from you what I did um, and implement it in my life. So truly thank you for everything you're doing. So welcome. And so if you feel inspired by this transformation and you're called to do this work as well, like reach out to me at No Diet Babe on Instagram for one-on-one coaching. I also have the subliminals that um, Grace was talking about. There's a combination of um, affirmation meditations and subliminals. So you can find those, um, no diet babe.com slash subliminals. And my course emerge is no diet babe.com slash emerge. And like I was saying, reach out for, so Grace did the private coaching with me. If you'd like to do that as well, um, reach out to me via Instagram, um, through DM and we'll have a chat. All right. So thanks for listening, you guys, and I will see you in the next episode. And, and yeah, bye, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> bye, everyone. You're all doing amazing. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved this episode, I'd love for you to leave me an iTunes review. Don't forget to follow this podcast for more uplifting teachings to come. For more tips, inspiration and teachings, come follow me on Instagram at NoDietBabe or check out my website, NoDietBabe.com. Until I see you next time, babes, lots of love.